0: Turn my mic up. Are you? Take there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch your nose in your business, 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 business. Hustle fam, hustle fam. Um, we have a special, special show for you today. Um, joining me today, I have my guest Eric from Six Figure Transportation. Um, Eric has been in the non-emergency medical transportation uh, industry for 12 years now, right,
1: Eric? Yes, sir, 12 years.
0: And and also ambulance services. So, you know, we like to um, bring to you different niches in transportation, um, you know, teach you guys about entrepreneurship. And there's more than one way to skin a cat, man. So, you know, when I was introduced to what Eric was doing, I was really impressed and I wanted to bring him on the show to, to get more
1: information, man, and share with the community. So how are you today, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, man. It's a beautiful day outside. It's kind of like staying low today. Ain't
0: nothing wrong with that, man. We all kind of staying low these days, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's the Most definitely. Most definitely.
0: All right, cool. So let's get into it, man. Let's start with your backstory a little bit. Um, talk to me about how you kind of got into the transportation world. Where you from, so forth and so on.
1: I'm from Atlanta, you know, and I've been here about uh, about 35 years now. And um, basically, I started out as I was doing IT for about 30 years, and uh, 22 of those years I spent working with AT and T. Um, and you know, they go through so many different layout phases, and I kept coming up on the vulnerable list. So I figured I had to try to find something else different to do. So I just start trying different things. I tried my hand at selling uh, life insurance, and that didn't work. Um, I started selling some little products out of my trunk, and, you know, that didn't work. Um, I did a little dibble and dabble in a little real estate, and uh, that seemed to work pretty good for me because I was able to purchase about five properties before they found out, you know, I didn't really have a job. And uh, so one night I was sitting around, and I was talking to my wife, and she was doing in-home nursing care at the time. And she was sharing with me how um, frustrated she was because every time she would have to take her clients to the doctor, she had to sit in the waiting room two and three hours, you know, to wait on them because the family member didn't want to take off work to take them. So she said, you know, it's people, they get paid good money to take people to the doctors. So I was like, really? So I was like, okay. So one night when I was at work, it was kind of slow. I kind of searched around on the internet to see if I could find out what she was talking about. And I found out it was called non-emergency medical transportation. And that's that's how I got started. And she planted that seed for me, and I kind of like checked it out to see what what it all would entail to get started in it. And I found out all I needed to do is get me a little white truck with a lift on it, and just go from there.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 So, um, so just to kind
1: of recap, so basically,
0: basically, your wife was in in the nursing. Um, she used to take. She had people that she was taking. She was getting frustrated with the transportation aspect of it and we we found that there was a need that a problem that needed to be solved, and, and, to be solved right. and she saw the money in it from cuz she was dealing with it you know from on the back end she's like man there's a lot of it's people making money doing this stuff right
1: exactly. exactly okay
0: cool cool so you started exploring the idea so you said you kind of got online you you kind of just explored, explored it. what did you look into first tell me a little bit about that process
1: um. Basically, I just started researching what it was, what it entailed to 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 um, provide services. You know, the equipment that they use and different things like that. So once I found that out, and I basically just got on Craigslist and started just looking for a van that would fit my budget. And okay. I, I, me and a friend, we travel way off into Florida, some way, some of those small town. And I was kind of nervous about it at first because, you know, you hear all this stuff about the Craigslist murders and stuff like that. And here <laughs> I right am traveling somewhere with $6,000 cash, to, you know, to buy a van. And um, I went down there and everything worked out. You know, we brought the van and, and drove it back. And basically after that that's, that, that's how I got started with it.
0: Okay. So, so you said you had $6,000 at the time. So that, that was your budget. That's how much you paid for the van?
1: That's how much I paid for the first van, yes. Uh-huh.
0: Okay, cool. So how do we get started? We have our van now. Um, what'd you have to do next?
1: Um, basically, I went to, you know, down to the, to the county that you live in, or the resident you know, that you live in, and I went ahead and registered my business name, and registered with the Secretary of State. Um, I registered as an uh, LLC. And at that point, once I got my business legalizations in order, um, I already kind of knew what I wanted to name it. So I, then I started doing more of a branding thing and started, you know, creating my brochures you know, my business cards and just start getting out. And everywhere I, I would go, I would talk to people about my services and what I was offering. You know, I would have my little, um, my name on my t-shirt, my little polo t-shirt. So everywhere I went, I would advertise myself because, you know, you, you are the biggest marketing of, you know, of your business. So you got to, you got to market yourself wherever you go. You are walking, talking, billboard, to let people know that you're getting in, in this business and just kind of meet and greet and hand out brochures and things.
0: Got you. So did you just go knocking on different doors? I mean, because you're a real specialty niche. So how did you know the places to go to find business?
1: Well, I, I knew the places to go because doing my research, which is going to be your first um, step you're going to take. is going to, You're going to do research, look around in your areas, determine what type of people need your services and what type of, of businesses need your services. So we have plenty of hospitals, nursing home, rehab facility, retirement homes physical therapy buildings, specialty clinics and things like that. So once I identified what these places were, I had to identify who were in that place I needed to speak with about providing transportation services to them. And most of the time they have some type of social worker or someone over the transportation that basically would um, set up things for people that need transportation.
0: Okay. And what was like the initial response? Were people really receptive to it? Did you have a lot of no's? I mean, was it difficult getting the business?
1: Um, you, you have no's, but I didn't go in trying to just be their, you know, their bona fide transportation company. I went in with, from the side of saying, hey, you know, you, you got to ask people yes questions. I learned that from selling the insurance. So you ask people okay. a series of yes questions that would lead them to you know, nodding their head and a yes and an agreement with you. And you kind of close on that because, you, you know, I would go in and say, well, um, is reliable transportation important to you? Mm. OK, so you, you're going to say yes. Is affordable tra- transportation important to you? You're going to say yes. OK, well, I, I'm pretty sure you already have a transportation company in-house already. You know, I just wanted to just big stop by and give you our information. If you ever have a need to where someone uh, as a comment that's scheduled and, and it's overbooked or whatever and the person gets forgot or, or somebody gets, you know, needs to be discharged immediately, just, just give us a call and we'll be there for
0: you. Got you. What are, what are your responsibilities as a medical transporter? I mean, cause obviously the transportation is one aspect of it, but there, there's probably a little bit more to that, right? You have some other additional responsibilities as well. Cause you're caring for
1: older people. You're caring for sick people. Yes, but, um, The only responsibility it is is just basically get those people there safely. Okay on time, get them there safely. And the key that I found is just try to build relationships. That's the whole thing. That's the most important thing I've discovered in this process is everywhere you go, you gotta be building relationships. You know, you gotta treat the people that you're taking to the to the doctor as if that's your own family member that you're taking. You wouldn't just take them, just put them outside the van and leave them. No, you're gonna spend time getting them to their appointment getting them signed up getting them registered and things like that
0: got you so so let let, let's go back um 12 years when you first got started tell me about that day you first got your first van um talk about that experience because it's it's new to you you've done your your research you know your due diligence so you feel like you know what you're doing right now (laughs) here you now here you are with this van and you actually got to do it talk to me about that first day
1: well, that, that, that was, it was real nervous, you know, because first of all, when I started, it was like MapQuest. I had to print out MapQuest and, and um, you know, everything. I had, to, I had a paper copy. I didn't really have a GPS when I was starting out, so you're kind of nervous about where, you were, where you're going to. So I, the day before, the night before, I would kind of look at where I'm going to be going at the next day so I can make sure that I wasn't going to be nervous. or You know, make sure everything was going to be on point with that so I can get the people where they needed to, to get to. But um, you know, starting out, man, it was like, it didn't just jump right off, you know. It was like it was, it was days and weeks that, you know, my van would be still parked in the yard and I'm driving around and and watching all these other vans out on the streets moving about, you know. <laughs> right. So I'm like, man, so it, it was, it was really, it, it was a transition. It was a big transition for me. But um the 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 thing that kind of pivoted me and really, man, my wife, she She's the she's the one that kind of like just by her, she's a she's a real friendly young lady, you know? Okay. She don't meet any strangers wherever she goes. She's just constantly talking and talking and talking. And so what we would do is if I'm somewhere, I tell share with people about what she does. And when she's somewhere, she shares with people what, what I do. So she had a patient one time that was in a, a rehab facility, and she met the lady at the um at the front desk and she just just running her mouth. Just typically, you know. And so the lady was, uh, they kind of hit it off, and the lady told her, hey, um, you know, we're looking for another transportation company here. You know, they're not satisfied with this particular company. She was like, oh, you know, my husband does the very same thing. She was like, "Um, well, why don't you have him come by, and I'll introduce him to the lady that's over transportation. Mm. I went by and talked to the lady, and the lady was like, well, if you can be professional, you know, you got the job, you know. So that, that was my very first contract.
0: Okay. Okay, got you. And and what did that turn into? What, was it something that you were just doing them uh, specifically on a regular basis? Like, how did that kind of work?
1: I was doing them on a regular basis. You know, most facilities, they're going to have more than one transportation company that come in and out of there. So, but I was one of the main two that they had coming in and out of that building. So basically, once I was in there, all I had to do was just provide excellent service, be there when they call, and build those relationships and it was a cinch after that
0: got you and they'd have you just pretty much working every day would they call you they give you a schedule like ahead of time and you just fulfill that schedule But they'll,
1: you know we'll, we tell them to call 24 to 48 hours in advance so that we can make sure that people schedule properly and uh, but sometimes you know it's, we'll take same day requests but that's how they'll do they'll give you the schedule for uh for a whole week sometimes and sometimes you know it's it's like spare at the moment but uh, people don't go to the doctor every day in a facility. So the key is to, to, to get multiple facilities that you're connected with. So therefore you're gonna be working every day because, you know, it's, you know like I say, somebody might fall today and uh, somebody be sick tomorrow, but not every day, nobody's sick. So nobody goes out of those facilities every day.
0: Got you, got you, got you. All right, so you were able to eventually scale to additional additional equipment, right, More more, more vans. Right. Right. Tell tell me a little bit about that. So you started with the one. Um, you you got really familiar with this one contract. You started building. When did you know it was time to scale and get more vans
1: and start building your business? And tell me about that process a little bit. Well, I I knew it was time to start building the business when you can't handle all of the calls that are coming. Cause see, when someone um signs a contract with you or a service agreement with you, you know when they call you and have a request, they don't want to hear I'm booked or I can't do it. So I going to make sure that every time they call me that I'm gonna be there for them. So one, with, with that, even sometimes when they would call, my schedule would be clear. I wouldn't have nobody, but I would say, hold on a minute, let me see, you know, and I'll, I'll put them on mute for a little while and I'll come. I, I was able to work something out for you, you know, and that makes them feel good that I'm being there for them to help them out when they have a need. So now they're gonna call me more often. So once that happened, I said, well, I, I'm going to need another van now because, you know, you're getting more calls and you don't want to say no. You don't you never want to say no to them. Right. So right. therefore, then that's, that's when I, I saw everything started to pick up. I would get another van, but I want to get another van as the business picks
0: up. Got you. Got you. Got you. Um, so w- w- with the vans, do you have customized vans or also like wheelchair accessible vans or? Right.
1: The, the vans come wheelchair accessible.
0: OK, they, they, they come that way.
1: Yeah, they come there. You want to buy- has pretty
0: That That's the standard. You want to definitely get the wheelchair accessible van. So you got that for 6000 The initial van had the wheelchair accessible?
1: Yes, uh-huh. They and do they do, do they have those, like, the little lifts and everything, too? Like, that's all the-, the lift and everything's, everything's already in there. So you want to start from that. That way, you know, when you think about transportation, you don't want to- Like, I was speaking with a guy that called me one-on-one um, last week. He was just starting in the business. But he, he started with a minivan, and that's it. I'm like, well, really, I mean, that's not, you're going to need more than a minivan because if you get the, the van that has the lift on it, you can do several things. You can get your ambulatory, you can get your wheelchair, and then you can add the necessary equipment to where you can start pulling stretches in. Mm. So when someone calls, whatever they're calling about, you got it for them. Got gotcha. you. You got a minivan and, you, and someone calls needing a stretcher, you lose the business that day.
0: Got you. How long did it take you to get from um, to get to your second van or, or, or get to multiple units? Um,
1: I got to the multiple units within the same year that I started.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. The same year. So business must have been pretty good because you, like you said, the business is going to pretty much dictate the, the buying more vans. So everything was pretty much moving ahead. And this was with the same contract
1: or you started yeah. more relationships? No, that, that was with the same contract. But at the same time, I kept going around talking to people. So eventually okay. I, I would get another, I would get another contract. And when okay. I have a contract then, you know, i get another van. Okay. Like, like okay. That. So that way I can kind of keep up with the, cause like I said, one facility, you're not going to get a call out of there every day. Right. You, you got stand in place orders. Like people go to dialysis Monday, Wednesday, uh, Friday and Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Something right. like that stands in, it may seem like you're going every day, but in general, people don't have a doctor's appointment every day. You don't have a doctor's appointment every day, you see? Right, so right. it's the same thing in that, in that facility. So it, it, it's, a, it's a peak and in, in, um, peaks and valley thing. It's kind of like, sometimes it's, you're on the peak and you need more vans than you have. And then sometimes you don't need as many vans. That's how this business goes.
0: Got you. So is it majority people with doctor's appointments that you're servicing?
1: No, no, no. I, I service anything. I, I used to be tunnel vision like that with just, just uh, medical transportation and just taking wheelchairs. Then I started thinking outside the box. I'm like, okay, what, what other kind of transportation can I, can, I, can I do? So I started looking at um, kids that um, have specialty needs and things like that. Um, I have people that go basically any, any, any kind of transportation that a person does that's going to need. I provide it for them. You can go. You need to go to a funeral. You need to go to a luncheon. You need to go out on a, 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 you know, go out to a theater or something like that, or weddings. You know, I don't just do just medical transportation. I do it all. If you need to get there, and you are in a wheelchair, or even if you're ambulatory, I'm going to get you there.
0: Got you. So as you grew, now you had to start hiring employees, correct?
1: Right. Yeah. Start hiring so you, so you
0: had to talk to me a little bit about that process of transitioning from a. Um, solopreneur, just, just, just driving your own vans, and now you have to start hiring people and, and building. How was right. that process? When I, when
1: I started, when I started, you know, I was, uh, after I'd gotten laid off from AT&T, um, I started with UPS, and I started with a job there doing the exact same thing that I was doing at, uh, at, uh, at the AT&T, but what was good about it, man, it was like God s- scripted the whole thing out for me. We worked 10-hour shifts, you know, four days on and three days off, so I would volunteer to work nights and weekends. That way it would give me the middle Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off to work the business. Monday and Friday, I had to do both. So mm-hmm. therefore, that, 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 that um, Tuesday through Wednesday, I was working pretty hard in there, but on Monday, Friday. So I had to schedule someone else to be with me, you know, to do the Monday, Friday. And what I would end up having to do is just basically try to handle things from, from, from work, which was very, was very difficult. So as as the, big, as the business started to build, you know, it came to be more stressful on me. And I had to come to the determination that I, I really needed to quit. But I was afraid to quit. Because you know, you know, I've been right at this particular time, I'm working now for 30 years in the IT. So you mm. kind of dependent on that check coming in every week. So I was for really, sure. I wanted to quit. And then, but I was just fearful of quitting. You know? Okay. So, um, so one day um, I, was, I had left work and I was driving home after after working night shift, and I fell asleep at the wheel. And when I woke up, the, the car was headed into the to the median wall, and I jerked it back. And I'm like, "Man, you're gonna sit up here and kill yourself because you're too afraid to quit this job." You know? Right. So I was like, you know, I came home and I was telling my daughter about it, the situation. She was like, "You know, Dad." She was like, "Um, you know, we have career day at our school." and different parents come in and out. And she said, you know what I noticed? I noticed that, she said, we as Blacks are afraid to take risks. Mm. I'm like, man, I'm like, that's really true what she's telling me, because here I am. I got something on the side, but I'm too afraid to leave it because of the security of this job. Right. So, So that was a Sunday. That Monday, I got another confirmation from it, from I used to listen to like Steve Harvey in the morning. And he does this little mentor thing early in the morning. And he was talking about um, how he ended up getting into comedy and how he quit his first job because he did a little comedy stand-up one night, and he, and he did pretty well at it. And he wanted to leave the job, but the supervisors kind of talked him out of it. Mm-hmm. So he said, "It's going to come a time in your life when you're going to be standing at the edge of the cliff. He said, you either going to jump off that cliff and trust that God's going to open your parachute, or you're going to stand at the cliff and die. Right. So I, I, I thought about that. And I thought about what my daughter said. And I was like, you know, I got to trust God and have faith. And I, and I took that leap of faith, you know, mm. um, it, it's been such a great journey for me right now. Um, I'm, I'm so excited about it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been a it's been a rough journey, too. You know, I, but I'm learning as I go and I'm learning that to be successful. You're going to have a You're going to have some rough patches. You're going to have challenges and things like that you're going to have to overcome to continue to. Because if success was easy, everybody would be successful.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. That's, that's, that's really powerful. Um, so six-figure transportation. Um, let's talk a little bit about the money, the money that you can make in this business, because everybody's always interested in the dollar signs. How does, how does it work financially? Like, just give us an idea of how you get paid, um, just so somebody can wrap their, their, their minds around how, how, how the process works. Getting paid, how much you get paid, what the rates kind of look like industry standards, stuff like that?
1: Well, um, basically, you can, you can write your own paycheck. You basically write your own paycheck with it. You, you go into a facility or a location there, and you get a chance to negotiate what you're going to get paid. And basically, I'll, I'll start out a little high with them just to see where they go with it. And sometimes they'll take it, and sometimes I have to come down a little bit. But once I get that, Negotiated rates set with them, it's a done deal. I get that rate plus, you know, plus mileage with it. So you can set up what you want. And I basically researched the industry and, you know, I didn't go quite as high as the other guys were, but I didn't want to, I didn't try to lowball the industry either because, you know, you're going to do the game damage doing that. So I, I came up with a price that was affordable. Okay. I found out that that, that was the best thing because people, you know, when they're at home going back and forth to the doctor's appointments, you know, they on on a fixed income to start out with anyway. So if you can get them something that's affordable to them, then, you know, you're going to get that return business. And that's what I was after. I didn't want to hit you over the head and charge you what I would normally charge you. I gave you a specialized rate for you that, hey, you'll say, hey, you know what, this is affordable for me and I'll use it. So I might not get $100 out of you today. I may just only get $60 out of you right but right. you're going to return visit right so because I'm, I'm looking for future services not just to get a one a one-time thing so you can write your own paycheck so it's, it's like there's nothing none of my prices are really just set set unless i'm dealing with a facility It's got set got it's set because you got a service agreement but anything else you can you can write on any kind of price you want to write
0: so, so just, just so I have an idea, especially how you do things, um, with, is, is it more so the, the, the client who's paying for this, or is it the, 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 the facility who's paying for
1: this, or the insurance who's paying for this? Who's, yeah, have, who's footing have, the bill? You have clients that pay when they're at home. You know, they pay or their family members pay. You, right. have, you have a facility that pays when a person comes into the facility and perhaps they don't have the insurance coverage or... Uh, The insurance coverage is not, the the connection hasn't been established yet. Say they're going to be there for six weeks and they just got there, but they haven't made the necessary calls and and fill out the paperwork to get the process started. So for me, that's a little niche right there. That's somebody right there I can get from them. So the facility would pay for it on the front end. I guess they get reimbursed on the back end. Okay. And then you have insurance companies that you can also set up yourself with as vendor. As a vendor, to get you know your your uh, United HealthCare's, uh, your Blue Cross Blue Shield, things like that, you can set up and um, with them to become one of their vendors, and you can get paid that way.
0: Got you. Which one is the which one is the, the most difficult um, out of them all? Or are they all like the same for the most part? And, like, is it difficult to get set up with a Blue Cross like a, a a United HealthCare to be a vendor? Is that a tough
1: process? Um, we're not registered with United Healthcare. That's, I'm just, I was giving you an Oh, okay, okay, got you, you, got you. With, that you can get registered with, um, but, um, we're, we're basically private and we deal with rehab facilities and, uh, specialty places like Kaiser, stuff like that. So okay. None of it was, none of it was difficult. You know, you gotta, you gotta get you some, you know, make a list of people that you want to go after and just go in there and get your nose out the way. Got it. <laughs> Go in and get your nose out of the way. And don't take it personal because I just basically went out and just planted seeds everywhere and waited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one day somewhere where I planted a seed at, they'll call me. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm, you know, I'm, in, I'm in trouble. I need some help. Can you help me? Right. I, yeah, right, oh, right. Thank you for helping me. And then you help them again. And the next thing you know, it leads to a service agreement. Right, right. I mean, how, like when you started your journey,
0: because you said you were you you're nervous. You're like coming from, um, you know, the regular, typical nine to five, and you're you know jumping out, like you said, jumping off that cliff. Right. Um, like, like, like when you transitioned into that, like, what were the, the emotions that you were going through um, um, to to get to that point to where you start, like you know, making your own money? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? what was, talk to me a little bit yeah, about I, that.
1: I was you know, nervous. I was I was scared because, like I said, I've been getting that paycheck for 30 years every Friday, you know. So now going from getting um, checks every Friday to getting paid uh, maybe every 45 days or whatever, mm. it's it's a big difference when you when you're waiting on money like that to you know to come. So I, I was very nervous about it. You know, um, I was, when I first started, I was trying to get all my little ducks in a row and save up money to pay my mortgage and everything and do all this stuff. And the more and more I tried to get the ducks in a row, the more they were running all over the place, man. And that's when <laughs> I just come to the conclusion that, hey, I'm going to have to trust God. Right. i have right. to trust God. And, um, man, I quit on a Wednesday. On a Saturday, I woke up, the whole left side of my jaw was swollen. Wow. And uh, my wife like, man, you need to go to the hospital or the dentist or something. So I went to the dentist, and the guy, he took a look at it. He was like, yeah, you're going to have to have an emergency oral surgery to the tune of $650. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that's all I have in the account, basically. You know, I just quit. I'm no benefit. <laughs> Right, 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 oh, no, right. I left the benefits back there. He's like, well, let me know what you want to do. So I'm sitting there in the dentist chair, man, and, and God spoke to me. He said, I thought you said you were going to trust me. I said, mm. I did say that. He said, well, the first little thing happens here, you panicking and worrying and stuff. So that was a Saturday, man. I went ahead and wrote the check and, and paid for it. And that Monday, I got so many calls coming in from private pay customers that I didn't even know was going to come. I made more than double the amount of money that I had spent at that dentist's office. And at that, uh, was at that point, man, my eyes were open. And I started to see, you know, God got me. He, You know, he, he watched over me for 22 years when I was at AT&T. He led me into this, this, this thing about medical transportation. He gave me a perfect job to work along with me while I was there to help me to build it, you know, because then it just, from that point on, I started to notice that, hey, I'm making more money, you know, in a, in a day than I was making in a week with AT&T. And it just, right. all of a sudden, the light came on. I was like, man, what I made in a month at AT&T, I made in a week. So now mm. I'm, I'm getting so excited about this thing now, man. I'm just believing God right now for whatever I was making a year at AT&T to be able to make in a month. In medical transportation, you can do that.
0: Got you. Got you. Dope. So what is the difference between the, the medical transportation and transitioning into the ambulance services? Talk about that a little bit.
1: Oh, basically, the ambulance services is going to require more, um, more uh, certification for you. you know, okay. You're going to have to have a vehicle that has all the equipment and things that's needed. Um, per per regulations, you're gonna have to have your uh, your EMT drivers. They got to be certified. And um, but other than that, just having someone just to to certify you and check and check on you and stuff like that. That's basically about it. You know, okay. As far as the operation, the operations are the same because you're still going and pick someone up.
0: Okay. And, okay.
1: And transporting them somewhere, so it's a non-emergency type of thing. Uh, and what they do, basically, is, is pick up a lot of people and take them to dialysis.
0: Oh, dial. Okay, got you. Those I'm, right, yeah, I'm not talking about
1: an ambulance, per se, like an emergency ambulance. So they go to people's houses and handle emergencies. We're talking about a non-emergency ambulance service.
0: Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay. Okay. So you, don't is- get, you don't get to run down the
1: street with your lights on. <laughs>
0: Right, right, right. I got you. I got you. So are you, are you currently doing that as well? Is that a part of the business right now, the, the ambulance services
1: too? Mm, I'm, I'm doing a part of that by okay. by say that we take people that are, that are on stretches, you know, okay. stretch of support to dialysis. That's basically the same thing. I'm just not on the certified end of it.
0: Got you, got you. And
1: see, that would allow, that would allow us to be able to bill Medicare. Got you. Got you. Okay.
0: So your, 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 first year in business, if you don't mind sharing, like what, what was like your revenue around? Like how, how what, 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 just give me an idea. Like what you guys do? Um,
1: we probably did about, um, I probably say probably did about 60 a year.
0: Okay. Okay. And for, for, for your first year, that's, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Probably did about 60 a year. And that was, and that was, and that was, and that was um, let me see. Yeah, that's that's it probably it's about sixty a year. But see that, and I was I was still working at the time, so I wasn't really stressed about uh, not making a whole lot of money. I basically was just trying to get it get it going. I had I had time to to you know ride out the rough times and everything because I still had a job and everything. Right. But the, the the key to it is though is is just having multi you know multi streams. Of, uh, of vendors that you can use. Like we were, we were working with the county. I worked with rehab facilities. I worked with specialty places like Kaiser. I did people privately. Um, if, if you got somebody that your, your uncle needs to go to um, dialysis all the time, I, I took him there with that. So it was a whole lot of different opportunities. Um, I did some special needs kids that would go to this training uh, five days a week. So I would look and find different ways that people had to get places. So that's what kind of built it up like that.
0: Got you. Talk to me about some of the struggles in medical transport. I know it can't always be, you know, all gravy. Talk to me about some things that are difficult. Um, some of the learning curves that you have to kind of get through as, as you, you know, advance in in business.
1: Um, I would say definitely getting, getting paid on time. Hmm. Their, their, their time. Talk, to me,
0: talk to me about that, because you said something about 45 days earlier in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Why would you have to wait for 45 days?
1: Because that's, that's, that's the payment structure. You, you know, you, the work that you do for this month, you would turn it in at the end of the month, and you don't get it that much. You get it the month after. So okay. it's at least 35, 45 days till you get your, you know, your check from these different facilities, you know, accounts payable like that. Uh um, Gotcha. But when something goes wrong on the accounts payable, it might be sixty days before you see some money.
0: Mm. Is there a way to like offset that, like through factoring or something like that, to where you can get that money up front?
1: Mm, it, it probably would be, but I kind of just toughed it out with that. Um, the, and the key is to have different uh, other streams of uh, income coming in from different vendors.
0: Okay. Some some okay. vendors
1: pay every you know pay differently.
0: Okay. But the, but the private, when you deal with um, actual, you know, people, they, they pretty much pay you. They
1: pay on the spot, right? They,
0: they pay on the spot.
1: Right, they pay on the spot. Okay, it depends, okay. It's kind of like, it depends on how frequently they're going to use you. Um, if they're going to use you three times a week, I don't just have them paying every day. That takes out, you know, that doesn't make it personable. I just okay. have them to pay, you know, every two weeks or at the end of the month.
0: Got you, got you.
1: Okay, cool. All right, let's talk a little bit about Six
0: Figure Transportation, which is what you're currently doing now also. You've evolved um, into a brand to where you actually teach people to do what you've done over the last 12 years. Um, why did you think it was important to start um, getting this information out there to help other people do the same thing that you did?
1: Well, actually, my daughter, she, she, she's, uh, she's a young entrepreneur, a millennial, and she's got her hands on a few things and she does some consulting and things like that. And she, I guess she was thinking about the idea and she put a little filler out there and she got back a response from a lot of people saying they they were interested in this type of business. And so she approached me and said, well, Dad, have you ever thought about like reinventing yourself and just stepping outside the box and do something uh, different? You've been doing this 12 years. You obviously know what you're doing. And she's like, well, I looked out here on the internet and did Google and Google says it takes 300,000 to start this business. She says it didn't take you 300,000. <laughs> I was like, no, it didn't take me 300,000. She's like, well, you want to show people how you got started and the things that you did and, um, you know, go from there with it. He says a lot of people are interested in this. Right. I, I, I started thinking about it and I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm just the average Joe that picked this up 12 years ago and started doing this. So if, if I can do it, I can go back and tell people the things that I did and they should be able to do the same thing.
0: Right. Why do you think Google inflated the, 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 the cost to get started so much, man? Like, why do you... Where's the disparity in that number? <laughs> I mean, you... It, maybe, maybe
1: because as, as time goes on, things cost more all the time. You know? Mm. I mean, and they could, could be looking at equipment, a brand new
0: van and brand, different stuff looking, like yeah, that. Yeah, they're,
1: they're probably looking at brand new vans and, and all this kind of stuff. and. You know, having a nice large office and all <laughs> <you know. laughs>
0: right, right, right. So, yeah. so, 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 how has it? How has it been now? Being on this side, where you're educating and talking to people and consulting them on this business. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Um, it's it's it's, it's been great, man. I, it's, I'm still learning a lot about it. You know, got to learn to communicate what I know to somebody else, and uh, so I'm I'm working on that and uh, getting better with that. But um, I've had quite a quite quite a good response and quite quite a good. Uh, encouragement from people that I'm uh, speaking to out on Instagram and Facebook and things like that. So um, I'm, I'm motivated about it pretty good there.
0: Got, got you. And are you just, are you doing like consultations or like how, exactly how do you do your training?
1: I do one-on-one right now um, through um, um, video conference and things like that, you know, with this uh, pandemic going on right now. So you can't really meet anybody. Right. Basically so, everything's done on video right now.
0: Okay, and what can people expect when they sit down with you for a consult? What are you gonna kind of walk them through in, uh, to help them start their business?
1: Well, I'm, I'm gonna try to get them lined up with, like I say, the things that I did from, from step from step one. You know, I, I learned that if you, if you draw some steps and at the top of the step, you place the thing, whatever it is that you wanna do, it don't even have to be non immersive transportation. You put at the top of that step the thing that you wanna accomplish you go back to the beginning and you start labeling the steps with each thing that you need to accomplish to attain that what you're trying to get to. And it's going to be inevitable that you're not going to get there. You're going to get there. There's no, there's no time limit on it. If you, if you fall down a step, you can get back up on, stand up on the step that you're on and you go from there. But if you take the time to write it out, like I say, write your vision, make it plain and go through each step, you're going to get it. You start getting excited because I start, that's when I was doing it. I started to get excited before further I went up a step and realized I'm getting closer to reaching that goal.
0: Right. So right.
1: that's, that's basically why I started them out with is doing this. Okay. You say you did this, you, you did your research, right? Yes. Okay. You got your business plan, right? Yes okay, um, you did, um, you got your business the logistics and everything, uh, legalizations, you got the business legalizations in order, yes, right, so you got your brand name, yes, right, so each one of those things, I kind of lined them up with that, and just keep trying to bring them forward the same way that I came forward. Got you, and, and when you got started, what was your top step? What was my top step? Mm-hmm. My top step was the you know, was to be able to lead that job and be independent.
0: Mm. Got you. So that was your ultimate goal. So basically, you just had to get yourself there.
1: Hey, yeah, that was my, my ultimate goal was to be able to leave that job and be, become independent. Okay, got and you. I was like, I'm starting the whole process. Oh, I'm going to start the whole process over again. And now at the top of that process is ambulance services.
0: Mm, okay, so that's, that's where we're going to the ambulance services now. Got you, got you. And how, how, how big do you see this thing? Like, how, 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 how big do you want to get? I mean, is there a cap? Is sky the limit? Do You want to keep on growing? Is there a point where you feel like, OK, once we get here, we're good. We'll move into some other, other, other areas?
1: Well, yeah, I just want to build something, man, that's, that I could leave as, as, a, as a legacy, you know? And um, not just have it just go in the ground when I die. You know? Why is that important? Uh, because I got grandsons, I want them to have opportunity to, you know, to do some things too, you know. Um, you know, my, my father had a business, he, he just went right into the ground with him. He didn't pass it along, he just worked hard all his life and the business went right in the ground with him. So now that I'm doing this, it's like, okay, you know, I want to have something and build something that I could leave behind and pass on.
0: Right, right. What, what do you think is the most important part when you think about, um, setting up a business um is it the processes the systems like your business plan what do you think is the most important thing you need to think about
1: it's all it's all of it's important it's all key you gotta have you gotta do all of it you you gotta have your business plan you gotta have some good marketing you gotta have a good brand you gotta um have good people around you only higher quality people don't spend your time hiring somebody when someone says well you know my nephew he He at home on the couch and uh, he needs something to do. No, don't (laughs) waste your time with that. Right. Surround yourself with quality people. Pay them good. Get them, you know, uh, believing in what it is that you're doing. Because that's going to be very key. Because otherwise you're going to keep repeating the same process over and over. You know, but I learned, what I'm learning is that regardless of what you're doing, whatever things that go along with the business that you're doing, you're gonna to have to experience all the challenges that go along with that business, whether it be uh, hiring a driver that's not doing what he's supposed to be doing or problems with vendors or, or, or problems with your vans and equipment, all of those things you're gonna to have to experience. So now I've learned more so is not to panic now when something happens and I'm realizing that you, every problem got a solution right be a a problem solver don't panic realize that you you want everything just to go really you know to be roses when you start a business i don't know why we all think that way that we're going to start something and it's going to be so easy and you're just going to do it and you're going to make all this money no you're going to have some problems and you're going to have some issues but you know just keep working through it i mean it's been a lot of times that i i thought about quitting Hmm. a whole lot of times You know, the, t- t- tell me about one of those times. <laughs> <laughs> the insurance, you know, the insurance is astronomical, you know, so I stopped focusing on the insurance being astronomical and focus on getting more business. Mm. Right. That, that number, that's going to make that insurance numbers going to be small when you get more business and you build more. Right, right, right.
0: Have, did you ever have a situation that was like really a a, a, a moment that was like a terrible day? Like like get, like bring me like to one of your worst days in business where you were like, man, like not a, not a financial thing, but just something happened. Just give me a story that that just I know I know you over twelve years. I know you had to have something crazy happen. Yeah, so
1: let, me, let me think about that one. What did I have that happened to me? Hmm. Um, well. I had this crazy idea that once I got inside a facility, that if I provided this excellent service, I built all these relationships, it's, if I can just put it on the background, it'll just be just back, you know, it'll just be running, it'll be smooth. Okay. But I didn't take into mind a uh, them bringing in a new administrator and them wanting to go in a new direction. Mm. And... I had that experience where that new administrator came in and basically kind of knocked the legs out from under me a little bit because Mm -hmm. they didn't want to, they they wanted to do their own transportation. And that particular facility was a big piece of my pie. And so I kind of had to endure that by, you know, my numbers were way down, but I still kept going in there smiling whenever they called and eventually, you know, it worked itself out. Back around to where they said, okay, you come on back. We can't do this transportation by ourselves. This is a lot. You know, I'm like, okay, now you see.
0: Right. So, what did that teach you? What did that experience teach
1: you? It, it taught me one thing is that, see, once I started realizing that I was making a lot more money than I was making at ATT, I got so comfortable. And that was the thing that happened when I was at ATT. I was very comfortable. We were making $1,500 a week. No, I was, it was 13, I'm sorry, it was $1,300 a week. So I had gotten so comfortable. And that was the thing, man. It was like when, when I was getting, when I got laid off, there was this test that I had to take and I could have stayed on that job. Well, when I took the test, I passed the test and I'm looking to get this job, but then the jobs, they didn't pan through. So that's when I got hired on at UPS. Well, when I went on at UPS, I made half the money that I was making at, at, at AT&T, and I had to work longer hours. hour. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, God, I, um, I asked you for this job, but what is this, you know? Why, are you, <laughs> why am I making half of what I really need, you know? Right. So and it, it didn't hit me till not too recently, man. God knew that if he would have gave me uh, uh, another opportunity of making the same money that I made at AT&T or more, I would have fell right back into that laser mentality that, that I had been in to where I was just in this little comfort zone. And you gotta always be reaching and stretching and looking to grow. And that's a bad, that's a bad fault of mine is that I'll sit back and get kind of like content. And that's, that's what happened with that, with that rehab facility. I got content and when that lady came in and knocked the laser, I realized, hey, I gotta get a move on here. You know, you gotta always be looking to grow, always looking to be, to be able to reinvent yourself and, and keep your eyes open for all different types of opportunities that may come your way. But you never know who, path you're going to come across that's going to have some, a little nugget for you that you can grab a hold to.
0: Right, right. Someone in your position um, or who was in your position um, before you transitioned and left that job when you were working the two jobs that's listening to this right now, that has their, their foot halfway in to, to, to their side hustle, right? But they're still working their, 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 their job because they're afraid to transition to that business. What would you tell them?
1: whatever it is that you're waiting on um it's never gonna line up right if you're trying to just get stuff in order it's not gonna line up right because the more like i said the more i tried to get it in order the more life kept kept happening you're gonna have to make a decision you're gonna have to step out on faith you're gonna have to trust god man because it it's just been so many different opportunities that i didn't even know about that he would bring me to you know like uh I was thinking about doing stretchers. I drove by a building one day and saw a, a, an abandoned, um, uh, like somebody was parting out an ambulance. I stopped by there just to see what was going on. The man said, "Hey, I got a stretcher for sale for you." Boom! Mm. That led mm. me right into doing stretcher transport. Right. You can't. You can't. You just gotta get out there and go after it and get after it, man. And and just and like I said, the biggest part is just learning to trust God. Um, it's, it's, it's not going to seem like it's going to work for you sometimes. There's going to be so many obstacles and things like that, but just continue to trust in him because he's it, always been on time for me. I can speak for me. He's been on time for me with different opportunities and things like that. Now, just like now with this COVID-19 that's going on, you know, we've been deemed an essential service, so right. we still working. Right. whole process.
0: Right. For sure. For sure. What's your favorite part about entrepreneurship?
1: The favorite part, man, is just every time the phone rings, I know it's money chasing me down. (laughs) (laughs) It's money chasing me down every day, you know, every time the phone rings and it's just like, sometimes I might not know how something's going to happen. And then next thing you know, boom, it's, it's just blowing up different opportunities, man, different opportunities. And, and I can't, I just can't, keep reiterating that um, how important it is to build relationships. I don't, when I go in places, I don't care if you're the janitor, if you the CNA, you're a nurse, you're a family member, you're a patient. I'm building relationships every day. I'm like going in there, shaking hands, hugging babies, all kinds of stuff, you know, because you just never know where your next opportunity is going to come from. I had one young lady worked in an office that I met I complimented, and I'm learning you know I learned these things from my wife that's where she don't meet no strangers she goes into places and she's constantly yapping 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 the whole time but she comes out of there with relationships and so mm. this young lady that I met in a facility she got a job down in Atlanta somewhere and she called me out of the blue one day and said hey um we got these 20 people that came from the Virgin Islands. This was back when they had a hurricane a couple of years ago. Yes. Um, we need someone to take them to dialysis. She says, um, and I thought about you. Mm. And why, why she thought about me. Her only conversation with me would be in the mornings. Hey, how you doing? Your hair looks nice today. Just building relationships. That lady thought about me. She called me out there. She went into the meeting with me with the administrator. She, she tooted the horn for me. I ain't really even have to say much. I just gave them my proposal. They took it, and bam, there's another contract right there. Wow, wow, that's dope. That's so, dope. You got to stay on that relationship thing, man. Don't take it for granted. Got you,
0: got you. So, where, where is the company at today? what What are you What are you looking like as far as vans and so forth and so on?
1: Where you guys at? Um, we have four vans right now. we still with four vans. Um, okay. You know, my brother, he's he, he, he's out in California. He's always constantly on me about growth, 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 growth all the time. And I'm like, look, I'm growing at the pace that I'm at, you know, that I am. I'm, I'm Again, I'm comfortable with the pace. And I know I should be doing doing more, but it's right now, it's steady for me. Right. You know, I, I've seen people come in and i am seeing people go out. Mm. I talked to some of my counterparts. And he says, uh, so, you know, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm private. It's like, you're private? How are you private? I said, I've been private for 12 years. You know, that's like, that's how you got signed up with Logistic Care or, or Southeast Trans? I'm like, man, I've been private for 12 years. It was like, well, whatever you're doing, continue to do what you're doing because it's obviously it's working. Right, right. I'm not in a rush to, to just grow. You know, I, I like to be able to provide the service. And that's that's the thing that's very important in this industry is, is being on time and being reliable. Because I see that the other larger companies, they got so much work, but they're leaving people waiting at the doctor's office for two hours. Yeah, yeah. They're saying, I can't come back and get people. But that's not me. Right. Because I'm not going way above what I know I can handle. Right. You know, as it grows, I get another van. As right. Grow, I get another van. And I keep going like that.
0: Okay. Okay. Nah, I love it, man. I love it. All right, cool, man. So um, we're going to kind of start wrapping up, man. Um, I, I, but b- before we kind of go, I always ask my guests to kind of give a final thought, right? I always like to leave the, leave the guests with a final thought. And then um, I just want you to let everybody know where they can connect with you, connect with Six Figure Transportation, and learn more about um, your consultations and everything you're doing on that end. So let's start with your, with, with, with your final thought. What do you want to leave the, uh, the audience with?
1: My final thought is that, you know, when you're dreaming, dream big. The same energy it takes to dream small, go ahead and dream big with it. Write your vision, make it plain, put some God in it, take action, give him something to put his hands on, and then be persistent. And, And realize that failure is not an option whatever it is you set out to do, you're going to have, uh, the road is not going to be easy for you. Just keep, just keep, just put your head down and just keep being persistent. Keep, keep being persistent. That's, and that's what I can, can offer for someone.
0: I love that. I love that. And where can everybody connect with you on
1: social media? You can connect with me at on, um on Instagram and Facebook. And um, you can uh, once you go to the web page there, you can, you can do, sign up for a one-on-one consultation. Um, we have an ebook out there. We have business essentials out there, things that are going to help you um, get started, all of your documents and things that you would need in this business to get started. And we can, we can go from there.
0: Sounds good. Eric, Six Figure Transportation, thank you so much for joining us on Truck & Hustle today. We appreciate you. it. Um, you know, this, this is something that we haven't covered yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad I was able to have you on here to, to tackle this niche, man. I think people are going to be really interested in, in hearing more about it. I
1: well, Thank you for having me. Thank you for having
0: me, sir. For sure. Thank you so much, Hustle fam. We out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and Hustle. Let's go!